Welcome to Phone Messages, Episode 64, If and Then. My name is Paul Mason Foch. This week I play outgoing message number 14, and one might call it a personalized version of outgoing message number 13 from Episode 42, Call Screening. Like that message, it does not reflect positively on the personality of my 23-year-old self, and in some ways is even more embarrassing. As we will hear, it is an example of a message meant to be used for a particular day. That day would have been in the fall of 1988 or winter of 1989. The message is 30 seconds long. Let's listen. Hello. If this is Anne, I went up to Chris Pearson's. And if you're home, I'll call you when I get back. But if it's anybody else, I'm actually home right now and I just don't want to talk to you. And no matter who or what you are, please leave a message after the beep. Wow. Talk about cringe-worthy. What the heck is going on with me? I think the best way to characterize this message is a quirky performance of a not-so-secret crush. The crush was on Anne Flukiger, who I mentioned back in episode 23, The Anne Question. In that episode, someone named Anne leaves a message, and I concluded it could only have been Anne Pearson. I also noted that the only other Anne I knew at the time was Anne Flukiger. I remember meeting this other Anne at WHBK, the University of Chicago radio station where I was a DJ. Anne had a smart, artsy spirit that immediately charmed me. She embodied the hip, slightly nerdy kid I frequently fell for. Kind of like Carrie Brownstein's character in Portlandia. I remember her having a knack for wearing thrift store gems that simultaneously clashed and coordinated. We never dated, but hung out in the same circle of friends who were very engaged with Chicago's music scene. The message is paradoxical on a couple levels. First of all, I wonder if I was actually expecting Anne to call. Addressing a specific person is something I have done in previous messages, but my guess is that naming Anne was simply part of the farce, and I did not really think she would call. The second paradox involves my statement that if Anne is calling, I am at Chris Pearson's place, but if it is not Anne, I am actually home. Here I am playing the same wicked game from episode 42, where I pretend to be screening my calls, but with a bizarre twist. 
If Anne calls, I must be at Chris's. But if someone else calls, I must be home. This suggests that where I am depends on who calls. It is an existential puzzle straight out of the Twilight Zone, or one of my undergraduate philosophy courses. The upside-down world of this farcical message is paralleled in the background song, but in this case with reference to the tragic brutality of U.S. history. The song is Scottsboro Boys, in which Leadbelly describes the absurd Jim Crow South system where in 1931, eight African-American boys were convicted of rape because they dared to defend themselves against white boys trying to kick them off a boxcar. The Scottsboro Boys' story, of course, reflected the sick reality of white totalitarianism, where thousands of African Americans were convicted unjustly, and thousands more were lynched before trial. Sadly, it was not until this year, 2020, that an anti-lynching bill was passed by both houses of Congress. It has yet to be made law, indicating we have not escaped the legacy of this cruel past. All right, that's it for this week. If you would like to participate in this podcast or have comments, please contact me through my website, pfoch.com. That's P-F-O-T-S-C-H dot com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.